Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Long Walks and Robots, episode one. This is a podcast about, well, it's a movie book club, or I guess it's like, is it the, I don't know if that's like the right way to say it. It's a, it's a movie club. And no, it's not confusing at all so far. No, I know, not at all. And it's a discussion of all things in pop culture. My name is Ryan Lance. Uh, if you are listening to this, uh, this uh, pro- podcast is coming from rclvoice.com, my website. And I have with me my lovely co-host, Shane Black. Hi, that's me. I'm Shane Black. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm lovely. Tell them. Tell them all about you. Oh, um, uh, I look like Ryan, just with slightly better decisions. <laughs> that's been my entire life is full of bad decisions. Yeah. Um we're two uh <laughs> two young young strapping males that uh you worked in I don't know we've all been kind of uh done a little bit in the film industry, a little bit in the uh well, we play video games, we a lot of pop culture stuff. We know uh know about the business a decent amount. Um I think that gives us a little bit of a a little bit better of an insight than I would say the average the average person, but uh we also are very critical people, so I think that uh we're going to definitely shove our opinions into each other's privates wait what what did i just say i don't know i'm excited though i didn't know the, the podcast <laughs> going a different direction than it was ori- originally so this is we interesting were, we were we had a plan but it's gonna get weird now uh but anyways uh we did so i'll i'll kind of give a quick little rundown that we did we did a like preliminary episode where we just kind of set each other up to talk about you know, or to set each other, uh, each other up for the movies that we we're going to watch and kind of what we we're going to talk about this week. Um, which we, we I guess it kind of we'll, we should we'll we'll release it. It'll just be the the test pilot. It won't be the yeah, official episode. I never, I never one. want anybody. Never want anybody oh, we, yeah, we're definitely gonna we're definitely gonna release it. We're gonna release it. I don't think that so. that way people know. But it'll be like the test one. Be like, listen or don't. It's fine. I don't I don't think it's a good idea. <laughs> Anyways, um the idea here is going to be we're going to task each other with movies to watch and the audience whoever's listening um we're going to task you with movies to watch each week and then the following week we'll come back and we'll talk about them and discuss those movies why we liked them, why we didn't like them, you know, all that all that stuff, kind of give our our, you know, general review and then in this in in the process of talking about the movies we're also we are also going to talk about um uh, pop culture stuff we we play video games we read comic books you know, board games you know any anything you can think of in the pop culture world we're going to talk about that too and uh we'll kind of kind of keep it open ended a little bit of a discussion you know mostly discussion based and uh we'll go from there so last week when we talked we set each other up to watch a couple movies uh you told me you wanted me to watch <laughs> palm springs yeah <laughs> and i, I think, told you i, I wanted you to watch this did you mine was way better for you by the way i because i watched your movie <laughs> um i also 
I would because I, I got it on Voodoo, right? Voodoo.com. This okay. episode is now brought to you okay. by Voodoo.com. Um, sponsored by Walmart. Get bought by um, it's it's owned by Walmart for sure. It's oh. a great. Hey, mm-hmm. to be honest, if you want to get a movie on there, like you buy the digital copy right away, or you mm-hmm. can, like you can buy the movie through the thing. They give you the digital copy. You can watch it right away, and then like Wait, in, did a, you buy in a cup. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. I was fine. I, I was just selling Voodoo for a second. No, now we're not getting that sponsor for sure. Anyways, no. So like, it, it basically, there was a uh, there was a double feature available of Color Out of Space, which is what you wanted me okay. to watch because you're a piece right. of shit. Um, and Mandy. So oh, Mandy, that's another good one. I watched four hours of fucking nonsense. I watched a double a Nick Cage double feature. Dude, um, and I I can get right into it. I got fucking notes. Okay, let's. You know what? <laughs> Since I tasked you with the weirder film, go yeah. ahead and let's just talk about. We'll talk about color out of space. Okay, so <laughs> this is, it is absolute nonsense. So I start watching the movie. I I queue it up on Voodoo, yeah. and uh, the first thing I noticed, I saw Elijah Wood's name in the cast thing. And I was like, what? I was like, damn, Elijah Wood's in this? I was like, okay, I'm down. And then I saw it says, and then it says produced by. And so I was like, oh, Hmm. Elijah Wood produced the movie, Uh, which fun fact, he also produced Mandy. Um, So he's in the Nicolas Cage is a psycho and people are down to watch it game. Nobody wants to see Elijah Wood anymore. So he just got to go produce now. I don't know. I love me some Elijahs. I'll watch that guy. He's like, dude, him and Daniel Radcliffe, I'll watch anything they do. Um, which uh are they the, are they in the same category? Not exactly. Daniel Radcliffe. They're Elijah. they're very they're very similar. I think I have a type. <laughs> they were both in magical films. <laughs> yeah, they they're tiny magical dudes. Um but uh <laughs> so starting out in the movie, I noticed right away the sound design in this movie is great. Colorado space. It's fantastic. Um, I love everything about it. Like, I mean, it was, it sounded really, really good. It has like a super ominous tone right from the jump. Um, and, uh, and then I was also noticing, I was like, damn, this thing looks really good. I was expecting more of a ghetto experience, but visually a a little more low budget. Yeah. I mean, it is, but it's like, but it looks really good. So the, um, the DP on it is this guy named Steve Annis. He has not done anything commercially. He and so when I saw like his work in this, some of the stuff I'm like, dude, these are amazing shots. It's just it looks incredible the whole way through. Now, sound and visuals, that's what they got. <laughs> it's uh it's all done after that. Cause that movie is nonsense. It's complete bullshit the whole movie, the whole Apparently way through. It's adapted from a HP Lovecraft story. So oh, we're going back to yeah, the, <laughs> the old HP boat full of dildos. That's right. The HP Lovecraft bringing it back. They don't need to listen to the first episode. We'll just repeat ourselves. Um, that's, that's fine. I'm, yeah. I'm happy to repeat myself. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so the the movie is nonsense. It takes like an hour to even kind of get into what's going on. It's real notice, slow. That's a that's a common thing within like like indie horror movies is that they've got like two minutes of actual plot. So they spend the first hour just meandering around like I'm like, oh, look, a tree. Cool. Well, like that tree. You're like, what the fuck is this movie about? 
If the normal one's got two minutes of plot, this one has about 80 seconds um, because there's no plot. Like I was like, a meteor falls. And what is it? I don't know. Does it have bugs? Maybe. Does it just affect things? That's what's probably. Good. Is it just color out of space, which they say in the movie, which is always how you know the movie's really good, is the character who seems like he should be important, the hydrologist, the black guy who lives in a horror movie, the only guy who lives from the horror movie is a black guy, which is progress. I'm like, this is this was produced by BLM for sure. Um, but he lives at the end of the thing. He's like, it's just like a color out of space. And you're like, well, I like that ominous purple hue. You know? Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, it's fucking nonsense. I don't know why it doesn't make any sense. Like, I was like, dude, what what is the thing? And is it gone now? And is the water just fucked up? Like, he's like, I'm not drinking that water. And I'm like, are you going to tell anybody else about the water? Because, I don't know. It's weird. And the whole... I mean, it's a small town. Who really cares if they go away, right? Yeah. Yeah. Also, why are they there? They don't really explain it. Apparently, she has cancer or something. They don't really explain that. Um, There's a lot uh, of, like, yeah. There's no explanation to anything. Everybody's motivations are super weird. I don't understand why anybody's doing anything. You're right about Nicolas Cage's Trump impression. He like three, four times just breaks into like, I don't know what you're going to do. We're going to do it. And you're like, yeah. what? What are you? Wait, I don't. I was like, dude, where is this accent coming from? Where are you from in the movie? I don't understand oh where you're God, from. I loved it. You know what I mean? And also, I, I do it. understand where you're from. You're on the farm you were born in. In like your yeah. family's farm, right? Which is crazy, your alpaca farm. None of it makes any sense. They just like, they had like a giant board up and they had some darts and they're like, okay, we got, like, we got animals, <laughs> we you. got subject matter, all this kind of stuff. And they're just throwing darts at the board and whatever it hit, they're like, guess it's alpacas and milking them and a hydrologist and a high dude in the, in the forest. He makes no sense at all. Like, and he's like, and he's just like, He's a hippie. There's um, water coming was, through his roof. It was Tommy Chong. Take, yeah, but he takes the time <laughs> to record himself as he's dying or before he dies. I don't. I don't know when that happened. When you're stoned, you do a lot of crazy stuff. Let me. I tell wish you. that I was stoned watching this because I think I would have been more on board with it. Also, it right. opens. It. I had such high hopes from the jump because it opens up. It looks great. The sound design yeah. is amazing, right? The mixing yeah. in the beginning was good. The mixing got wonky as the movie went on. Um, and then it's kind of like this ethereal, like we're in a forest and she's doing Wiccan stuff. And I was like, I was like, okay, this is not what I thought this movie was going to be. But I was like, I'm more excited that this movie is this now. Um, and no, it's just a girl who's like into Wiccan stuff. And then it goes, and he's like, uh, the black guy comes out of the forest and he's like, I'm a hydrologist. And I was like, I don't know what's fucking going on. I was like, she's on a horse and has no shoes. Like, <laughs> I gotta be honest with this in that, in that section, I was like, Oh wait, is this like something from the past? I was like, are we in the past? I don't now? know. Is that yeah. what we're, I thought, what we're doing? I thought like, it was. And then, yeah, I, I, com- I was a little I confused at first, but then I was like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, no, I, <laughs> Okay, but I was I hoping it was the, in the uh, past. I was actually really, I really dug the um the creatures. I thought they were scary as shit. I thought like the mom, like you know, yeah, spoilers some, or whatever. Some, but... I mean, yeah. Well, this is none of this is going to be like oh spoiler. No, we're gonna fucking talk 
the whole thing out. <laughs> like, yeah, so yeah, if yeah. you if you if we say we're watching this and then next week you listen to us talk about it, you're retarded if you don't if you don't watch the movie or yeah, like um but so if you didn't watch uh, it, your fault. Yeah, you're dumb. Um so but <laughs> I'm just like, that's like the, the no motivations thing. I was like, no motivations. Why is she into Wicca? Like, why is she a witch? Like, there's no... Why do teenagers do anything? Her, both her parents are alive and are together. And like, so usually, like my mom is Wiccan, right? Which is weird. But my mom is like into witch stuff, right? And um, And it's because there's terrible tumultuous life behind that you know what i mean you're not into gods and goddesses in like 1950 like this is my mom thing unless there's shit's wrong you know um and then uh i don't think i do that about your mom actually yeah i don't know well she's cast spells and stuff like that i don't know anyways um so (laughs) but so i'm watching this and i was like okay that doesn't make sense like the this the brother he's a stoner he gets high in the woods with the old guy that makes sense. Yeah, it totally makes sense. You're in yeah. the middle of nowhere. There's nothing going on, and you find an old troll man in Tommy Chong, and he's like, "I got this weed," <laughs> and you're like, "Cool, I'll smoke <laughs> that weed with you, old man in the woods," because yeah. I have an alpaca farm and no friends. So yeah, I'm gonna get high <laughs> as shit with this old guy in the woods for sure. And I if Trump, start... oh fuck that, I said Trump, but I was like Nicholas Cage. <laughs> <laughs> I love Nicholas Cage. He's like, you know how expensive those alpacas are. Yeah. So <laughs> Alpacas, they're the best animal. It's the animal of the future. Um yeah, he uh and also like what's weird is okay, so and then the I didn't understand like the um did she have a mastectomy? The mom? She had cancer or something and she's like, I don't know if you're gonna like me still and then like uh and he's mm. like, Well, I'm a leg man. You know what I mean? And like, he's like, just, he's like, okay, moving past that. Then they're getting it on. And then their kid gets autism in the middle of the night. And then uh, eventually like, you know, they get fused together. And I'm like, I just kept right. thinking to myself, like after he's like fused and he's like looking at her, like all like weird gobliny fused thing with the little kid, Jack, which is so sad about Jack. <laughs> like that kid, he's just a, he's just such like, a, he's like a homeschool kid with no friends and uh, yeah. and then and then he gets fu- he gets literally fused to his mom instead of just figuratively, you know what I mean? That's uh, so disturbing. And I I just kept thinking I was like, hey Nick, you uh, still a leg man or what? <laughs> like I was like, how deep down this rabbit hole are you willing to go, bud? <laughs> um, but yeah, it was uh, it was odd, man. And it just it doesn't really wrap anything up. Oh, also. Like, there's like a weird thing. They don't really like go over it too much, but um, I started to notice it. Like, Nick Cage like takes that shower or whatever. And it's like kind of weird, gratuitous Nick Cage body, which also Mandy, if, if we could talk about Mandy afterwards, uh, if you want. Yeah. But like, um, they like showing off some Nick Cage body. Like, I don't know. They're like, yeah. they, he likes Maybe to get a Nick Cage mandate now. He's like, you have to show me Nick. Yeah. Half he's Nick like, Cage. I need to upper half, bottom half, choose a half. One of them's coming out. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> and I noticed, I was like, dude, he is a fucking simian. I don't ever remember him being this fucking hairy. He is, I thought for a second, because I was watching it late at night, I was a little tired. I was like, am I watching Umbrella Academy right now? I was like, I was like, <laughs> I was like, Luther? I was like, <laughs> I thought the, he, I thought the he, show changed. He's pretty hairy in the rock. He, I or guess, con air. I mean, sorry, but it was just like a, it was like a sweet chest patch. You know what I mean? But this was just yeah. like it was all <laughs> over the place. 
And then so he's sitting in that chair. He's having his uh, his scotch as he does or his whiskey or whatever he drinks. Uh, he drinks like it's the 1950s in this movie. Um, and like he it. and also with a picture of his father next to him, which I'm like, this is I, you should be into Wicca, not not the daughter. Um, and <laughs> so he's like he's drinking and then he starts itching his arm. And I'm like, oh, my God, like it's rough i was like that's i'm like for me i'm going to the emergency room i was like he he just like itch it and then he puts his fingers in his own whiskey and then just rubs a little bit on his arm like that's the tonic you know what i mean and i was like how about some aquaphor how about we go get some real shit because that's a problem <laughs> like that is those look like the fungal okay. discs from the last of us I'm pretty sure we well, know what's could, coming next, you know? <laughs> you could tell that they were, like, falling apart, that they were all, be good, like, losing their minds and going insane. So it's like they weren't thinking rationally. He wasn't like, better go to the doctor. But then he was, at the one point, he was like, the car won't start. And he was all mad about it. Yeah. And he's like, we're not going Dude, anywhere. He, he reacted exactly as I have reacted so many times when something doesn't go my, when it's like, when it's a dire situation or something needs to happen. I have done mm-hmm. that exact thing where you just like, and you just start smashing stuff. <laughs> yeah, I was like, that is that is the most realistic I've ever seen anybody act in a movie. To be honest, because I was like, I've done the exact same it. thing. You're just smashing the steering wheel. <laughs> um, I love like older Nick Cage shit now. It's like he's he's still weird as shit, but like he's just doing like the most strange films, and they're like a cross between like sci-fi and horror stuff. And he's just kind of like, he's becoming such like the genre guy for like indie film now, which I thought, yeah, that's what I like. I really liked that about Nicolas Cage just being such a strange, he's such a strange actor, but he's always entertaining to watch. He's having like a reverse Michael Caine thing. You know what I mean? Like Mike, (laughs) Michael Caine just did a bunch of movies. Like, and he was like, I just work. That's what I do. And like, he just like kept working. You know what I mean? And he's like, I don't care. I show up. They give me a script. You know, I just read it. And like, that's all he did. And he's mm-hmm. like, he was fine with it. And he's like, and he's like, I'm working. So fuck you. I don't give a shit. I'm just going to do movies. Yeah. And Nicolas Cage went the, and like, and then Michael Caine became way more relevant. He was always relevant. Right. But I mean, and he's still, what? you know, in our current zeitgeist, he's still Michael. Everybody knows Michael Caine. You know what I mean? And now well, Nicolas, like, Nicolas Cage is going the opposite way where he's just like, I did all the famous stuff. Now I'm just going to do everything they give me because i gotta pay for these dinosaurs and this island that i bought and like he's i don't know if you look at his if you look at his portfolio that like if you look at imdb he's actually done that all through the years though it's like he's he's done like really like high profile shit like he'll do that fucking disney national treasure stuff and then he'll turn around and do like this random indie movie it's like he does the big budget stuff to make like the really big paychecks and then he does all the indie crap just to like i think just to kind of play around and have fun with i don't know just acting and just doing whatever the hell he wants. There's a lot more freedom for him to come into an indie film and just say like, I'm going to do this, this and this. And they're kind of like, okay, you're Nick Cage, do whatever you want. You know? I mean, I, I, I listened to him. I saw him, uh, do a, like a panel for, um, the movie kick-ass, like, I don't know a million years ago. And somebody was asking him about his acting philosophy. And he was saying, he goes, I know, I mean, he was very blatant, like open and honest about it. He was saying, like, I know I pick movies that aren't always like, quote unquote, great. He goes, but I pick them because I find the characters. He goes, I don't pick a movie because I think it's going to be amazing. I pick a movie because I'm like the act. The character seems like a challenge or it seems 
different than something I've done before. And I, I kind of appreciated that is that as an actor, he kind of says like, I'm just going to do something that, that fascinates me opposed to, Oh, I need to do this to like, uh, to, or to win an Oscar or something like that, you know, which he has. <laughs> so, <clears throat> yeah. So, uh, I guess I can get on board. I can, I can agree. I will have to say though, that, um, that pretty much wraps that movie up. It's just crazy. The only other thing I was like, the, the, it was funny. The thing that they got into was like, they were like swearing. They like, they're like, Oh, don't swear. Like in the beginning of the movie. And then I think before, oh, yeah. even, even before everybody started really tripping out, Nick Cage just comes back and just uncorks some F bombs at the kids. <laughs> and you're like, what? <laughs> I was like, he, this he, is he so weird. He comes up, I like, he, he goes like, upstairs. He's like, well, I'm not winning father of the year. <laughs> Yeah, also, also, I was like, that's, I've done that too. I've done that too. I've like gone into the bedroom afterwards and be like, oh, that went rough. That didn't go the way yeah. I think it was supposed to go. <laughs> um, it, which is hilarious. Is like, uh, you don't really see that um, behind the curtain thing with your with parents and kids. Like until later on, you get older, and then like they're like, remember that one time you did that? And he was like, yeah, I walked in the other room, and I was like, mm, that was not good. I knew it wasn't good. Right. Then. <laughs> But you got to kind of stand your ground, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I guess so. Um, but okay, so so then I roll right into Mandy. I know we didn't say we were going to watch Mandy, but we roll right into Mandy. No, but I've already I've seen Mandy, so we can talk about it. Yeah, and um, that movie is garbage. Um, that movie is hot garbage. Uh, it it makes no sense the whole time. Like you just like nothing makes sense. Why do they? Why did they? Why did they, they live there? Who is he? Is he like a bounty hunter, a blacksmith, like running from his past? And and, and like, dude, like it's yes. so. And he's he's with the ugliest woman I've ever seen. She is so. I mean, I I looked her up, and in person, like in like done up, she looks all right i guess i mean i'm still going ellen page that's gonna be the marker i'm like if you know i say i'll go ellen page then you're like something's wrong she looks like you melted monica bellucci in the sun like it is not great you know what i mean like it started off somewhere where like you might have been attractive but something's wrong Shelly Duvall, something happened to your face. she is she is oh my god God, that's what it was. I was searching for so long. I was like, who does she look like? And it is absolutely the Overlook Hotel. Oh my Got God. Duvall, she yeah. is fucking Shelly. She is modern Shelly Duvall. Like the fucking person where you're like, why are you with her? She's so ugly. And I'm like, I guess because there's no women in this logging town that you live in. But it seems like you <laughs> went there with her. Like you escaped something. I don't know. She also always seems like she's on drugs. Um, right. And I mean, she gets kidnapped by that cult and they give her drugs and she's like, no, bro. I'm always on drugs. Like that's her Hulk secret. She's like, let me tell you a little secret. I'm always high. So your penis, your penis right now is hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) She laughs into his penis. Like she's like taps is like testing tap, tap, tap. Uh, Is this thing on? Hilarious. Your dick is tiny and I don't give a shit. (laughs) She's like, (laughs) and so like, but I'm like, dude, they, the whole thing is weird. Where'd the cult come from? What are they all about? How do they have like a weird four horsemen? Like, I mean, where do like, any cult come from, really, though? Come but I'm on. like, also, like, the four horsemen thing. I was like, are these guys, like, supernatural? The thing is, also, the whole movie is so dark and dimly lit. It, they, they, yeah. that first movie, Steve Annis, great DP. This movie, 
I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> like somebody's like short film project where they're like trying to recreate 1970s like Doors music videos or something. I was like, everything is just right. smoky and dark. I can't see what's going on. I don't know what. Wh- like you just go out into the woods and you go see the the uh, the dark black. What's his name? Bill Duke. Is that his name? Uh, well, I forget what his name is. The uh, the really the really really dark black guy from um, uh, Commando and Predator. Um. Anyways, he uh, he's the one he gets the crossbow from. He goes into his uh, Winnebago and he's like, you want black booty beauty or whatever it is, like and gives him the crossbow. And I was like, crossbow? I was like, this man just smelted an axe. You know what I mean? Like he's like, he, he's about to get into his stuff. I don't know how long that axe took to make, but it wasn't quick. That was a couple of days. You know what I mean? Like you took a break. Like you were enraged. You just got stabbed yeah. with a huge knife, by the way, which we don't ever really talk about. He goes into the bathroom, which is where we see our naked Nick Cage in this movie, is he's now got, he's just in his Speedos, uh, in his like tidy right. whitey, whatever, and he is right. getting faded. He goes, he goes into that bathroom, and he goes underneath the like kitchen, or the uh, bathroom sink. He gets out a giant bottle vodka i don't know it's clear it could be moonshine i don't know what it is and in very nick cage yeah. fashion he's like let me put some alcohol on these wounds <laughs> you know what i'm seeing yeah. some through lines i think this is elijah wood notes i think these are elijah <laughs> wood notes them, and he's like he's like guys i've actually found that if you just rub alcohol on stuff it fixes everything um <laughs> right at least that's what my studio teacher told me. Uh, and so he, I just rub whiskey on my acting career; it'll get better. <laughs> yeah, he, but dude, he like uh, he goes and gets nuts in there, and he just pours a little bit of alcohol on his stab wound on his side, and yeah. apparently yeah. we're good to go. We're good to go for the rest of the movie. We're not ever going to talk about it. <laughs> we're never going to, you know, we're going to get into chainsaw fights. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, like which is hilarious. Like he. He pulls the chainsaw out, like, and then the other guy's like, "That's not a chainsaw," and like pulls out a giant chainsaw. (laughs) (laughs) The whole thing is foolish. It's just absolutely foolish. I love it, and it's just it's. I I I I remember watching it, going like, "Why am I not so stoned right now?" I was like, "I need to just. I should be. I just should be like neck deep in marijuana at this point." Sometimes there's movies that if you are fucked up watching that movie that's gonna be a scar that's not gonna go away because i'm like i don't know if i could watch that movie in any intoxication and be like i feel like i would walk away with okay. it with a whole new perspective you know what i mean i would be like wow that movie i think that's a lot of people were raving about it and i'm like there's gotta be something that i didn't do right everybody everybody's awful everybody's an idiot i think it's because you watch certain things and the way it was filmed everybody's like oh this is so cool and stylistic and i was like it's trying yeah. real hard and it's like and it's trying you can see that it's trying you know that they're like i did like uh, that sequence where the cult leader is like he's covered in like neon like blue and like pink and he's talking to the camera and it's like right in his face. And then the camera starts to like get all psychedelic and like distort. And I was like, that's the whole movie. Weird that's the whole movie. movie. Yeah. Uh-huh. No, that's the whole movie. That's you. You I made the movie. Awesome. You meant I liked the movie. Because <laughs> the whole you know movie is that say, as much as the movie didn't make any sense, I was entertained. So I'll give it there. I'll I'll give it credit that way. I'll be like, I was never not interested in what was happening. I was just didn't know what was happening. Oh, also <laughs> and even that at the axe, end, I was like, dude, wait a minute. 
I was like, did he just drive into hell or what? Where did he go? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not like yeah. there's no, but, but here's the thing. Okay. That axe, dude, he starts making his axe, which he already has an axe mold. Did you notice that? Right. He already has a mold for this axe, which it, means been a little this while isn't the first time. This isn't the first time at the axe rodeo. He's like, oh, God, they killed another one of my wives. Guess I better get the axe mold out again. You know what I mean? And he started making this axe. And it's like, and it's like, I, I kept thinking of the 90s Iron Man cartoon when he's like smashing. It's yeah. like, I am Iron Man. And he's just like hitting this thing over and over. And, I'm, and you look at it after he like, it looks like he's kind of done. I was like, that thing's going to fall apart real fast. Cut to it's chrome and shiny and i was like wait oh, yeah. what, how long did this take to make that is like a professionally made weapon like that's if you sent away on on uh, instagram for that you're not getting that weapon back for like six months you know what i mean like he's held right. up some yeah. rage he's been making that thing for at least a month and just sitting there that's why his his wounded healed up by that time and he's like he's right. ready to really get into some some chainsaw battles now uh yeah no, yeah that's <laughs> I was just at the end of it. I looked at my wife and I was like, I "Fucking hate Ryan." <laughs> oh, wait, she watched it with you? No, I. There's no way she oh. watched that with me. She was busy doing real things. Like, she, oh, okay. <laughs> and, well, I was just editing or doing a puzzle. Or no, she was like, uh, you know, uh, editing and submitting novels from authors. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like she's, you know, doing real. Like working from home for her is really she's really working from home. <laughs> I, don't, I do that every Wednesday. I don't even know what you're talking about. And I, me, I'm like, I'm gonna go sit in this uh, hole for four hours and watch Nick Cage while you, you know, <laughs> be an adult. I'm gonna go do that, and then I'm gonna come back and I'm gonna be like, hey, you got a minute? Because I gotta talk about this. <laughs> she's like, I'm kind of busy, you know kind of busy with real stuff and i'm like yeah but this movie's fucking crazy <laughs> right <laughs> dude oh the my the like there's two things in that movie though two things that are incredible in that whole in that whole movie in mandy one of them mm -hmm. is the fucking cheddar goblin commercial the cheddar goblins yes. they're like that weird macaroni and cheese where it's like it's it's like they combined ghoulies. It was very like it was very ghoulies, like the fucking yeah, goblin coming out of the toilet. And I'm like, uh, I forgot about like, that. But now that you're talking about, it, I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. That was really crazy. Yeah, it was. <laughs> that's good. It was basically like they said goblins, but they meant like, hey, remember that movie Ghoulies? We're making macaroni and cheese yeah. about ghoulies. Um, yeah. and uh, it's like, and they're like goblins and children agree, and it's like, <laughs> like it was all weird. I was like, what the fuck am I watching right now? Yeah. <laughs> and so I was like, but that was like on the heels of the greatest joke of all time, which is knock knock. Who's there? Eric Estrada. Eric Estrada who? Eric Estrada from Chips. <laughs> like, I was like, what the fuck, dude? And like, I had heard Doug Benson talk about this um, a while back when Mandy first came out and I never watched the movie. And then I, I knew going into this, I was like, oh yeah, that Eric Estrada joke is going to be in this somewhere. They knock it out within five minutes of the movie. And so like, yeah. but, I, but even me knowing that that was coming, it was fucking amazing. I was like, that's <laughs> nobody wrote this movie. Nick Cage just came in. And he's no. like, I got, I got a really good joke. I'm going to tell it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just want Nick Cage to be in charge of everything at this point. Yeah.
yeah i don't know he was crazy but that's my my thing is um if you have four hours that you don't want back uh go watch the voodoo double feature of colorado space and mandy um i'd say if you like to watch shit fucked up definitely watch this fuck up because that's the only way you're gonna really enjoy it otherwise you're gonna be a little crotchety at your friend we for going watch we this didn't movie. really talk about <laughs> we didn't really talk about a pre like setting up like any form of rating system but i think that we can be really <laughs> simple we can we could go very like i, get, I give this i give this three out of five cheddar goblins um <laughs> i give it i give it three out of five cheddar goblins <laughs> Four and a half Nick Cages. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it a Con Air and half a Rock. That's what I'm gonna give it. I would say. Give it a know, the, I would say one of the best one to do is like either. You, I would. It's a really good system. It's it's a buy, rent, or pass. That's a really really simple system. You could say I would. Mm. I'm saying this movie's worth owning. Saying it's worth renting, or I wouldn't bother at all. <laughs> Um, well, I own it now because it was, <laughs> you do it, it. was it was $14.99 to buy the double feature. And I was like, okay, On 15 video. bucks, 15, nah. 15 bucks. I have both movies. I will, I, like, I mean, I wish I could like force make people watch it just to like be mean, <laughs> but like, uh, but I mean, I imagine now I just own it and it will never get watched again. Um, but, oh, no. uh, I would say this, I would say because there are, there's, there's buying, there's renting, and there's streaming, and then there's passing. Uh, I would say, if you see these movies on Hulu, Netflix, Amazon Prime, and you're like into horror and gore, you're definitely gonna love these movies um, because you... they're they're crazy. They like they they have interesting gore elements, like especially Mandy. Mandy is just. It's just all gore at the end of it. You know what I mean? And like, that's all they're going for is like, they're just like, we're going to start cutting stuff up and people are going to fall on chainsaws and all that stuff. Uh, also, if you haven't seen it, uh, and we just told you the whole movie. So it's like, it'd really be yeah. great to watch. But um, there is a, um, a really good streaming app. Uh, if you just like general, like just horror movies in general, it's called Shudder. It's only like uh, oh yeah yeah five, I know six, it, I know it's like five bucks a month it's super cheap but Mandy's on there as a stream for streaming so I mean in the same vein oh. of renting I think streaming kind of falls on that platform it's like if it's available to stream it's worth checking out you know what I mean oh yeah if you have some weed and some free time definitely uh, give it a give it a goog I to watch I recommend I recommend renting slash streaming either either one of those I wouldn't. Uh, I don't know if I want to own either one, but I'm I'm not mad that I saw either one. Is what I'd say. I was I was I was mad at the time, <laughs> 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 but um, but you you watched uh, the much keep you on a roll for every single episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you watched a much lighter fare. I gave you a way easier task. I was like, hey, why don't you watch this yeah. easily digestible Hulu film? <laughs> I watched uh, Palm Springs, starring Andy Samberg and that girl. I don't remember her name. Yeah, and that girl. And you still haven't looked up her name. <laughs> <laughs> I told you the name um, of the DP. Okay, God, get some notes. <laughs> and also, uh, that's right. And also, what's his face? Uh, J.K. Simmons. Yes, I really, I like him. He's pretty good. A pretty good actor. Um, I told you how I, how great is he? He's he's rad. I just I really I was lately I've been thinking about 
side note, but I've lately I've been thinking about the movie Whiplash, which I thought was a really good movie. And he's such a cool character. I mean, he's a piece of shit, but he's like such a cool character. It's such a cool movie. <laughs> I actually want to watch it again just because he's he does such a good job in it. I don't really care about Miles Teller, but uh, fucking Whiplash. That's just a, I just liked that movie. I thought it was cool. Anyways, side note, J.K. Simmons, uh, fucking cool actor. But anyways, uh, so Palm Springs is basically takes the same concept as a lot of movies have, but the one of the most notable is Groundhog Day, right? That's mm-hmm. the uh, yep. The, the the same day repeats over and over again, and you're finding some type of moral. I mean, at least in Groundhog Day, it was like a moral thing where he has to like figure out his wrongdoings and become selfless in some way so he can get out of it. But uh, <laughs> Palm Springs tries to flip it, flip it on its head a little. That he just happens to be the movie, you know, it starts out with him just stuck there already. Like he's he's been there for what it seemed like the way he talks about it is that he's been there for years. Oh, probably longer. Like like he seems like he's been there for an indeterminate amount of time. Yeah, it just seemed like an exceptionally long time. And that and he was just okay with it. You know, it's like he became so accustomed to the whole thing that he just was like, yep, this is it. This is, this is my life now. And I mean, we were, Which, oh, sorry, it was, uh, I was watching it. I was going to say, I was watching with my, uh, my lady friend. And uh, mm-hmm. we were like talking about how would that be terrible? We were like, would it be terrible to be stuck in this thing where you don't gain weight? You don't age. You don't run out of money. Like nothing ever happens because it's always constantly repeats. I'm like, I was like, it's sort of in a way that that seems okay, except for because she was like, you could go off and do other stuff. You don't have to go to the wedding. You don't have to go to this. And I was like, yes, but you can't progress. Like you can't go on a three day vacation in the Bahamas. You have to get to a certain destination and then hopefully enjoy your time there. And then it resets. So I was like, you can't even really get that far. That's the thing is like, you can't really. What, didn't he say he drove to Mexico or something like that? And then he was like, he got there and he was there for like a, just like a minute and then woke up again. He said he got somewhere. As yeah, far he as. goes. Yeah, something like Encinitas or something like that. Yeah, right. But I mean, I think the I think the movie started really strong. I liked the part where he's like he takes the he's with that girl and they go out and like they're going to like fuck on the rock, which is just really awkward. And then, then all of a sudden, he just starts getting hit with the arrows, and he's like, "God damn you!" <laughs> Whatever that guy's name was, I can't remember. But I love it. He was. Just, I'm like, "What the fuck is happening? This is so random." <laughs> I, was like, I love that is- he's like. You immediately start out like that's like where I really got into the movie. I was like, "Dude, he's being hunted right now. This is fantastic." <laughs> like, like, the one thing I was I, like, I did find that was. No, go ahead. Yeah. Oh, I was just going to say the one thing that I did like was like, yeah, it is like Groundhog Day. But like I was saying, I was like, it has so many random elements. And the fact that right. you have a couple of people that are along for the ride, it does turn it on its head a little bit more, you know, uh, in terms of like the interactions, the dynamic, because the whole thing about like, you know, uh, Bill Murray is like he's singularly going through this. You know what I mean? Um, right. And and so, yes, it is a small you know, fracture from the original thing, but I'm like, it was enough to be like, okay, well, we're introducing different dynamics and it's not what, what would you do if you're all by yourself? You're like, okay, well now I have a partner. So it's like, what would we do? You know what I mean? And also like, I'm complacent in this cause I've been doing it for so long and they're not. So. 
Did you see? I'm trying to look up the name of it now because I can't remember the name of it. Uh, there was a show that Netflix did that was in the same vein as Groundhog Day, or it's the same concept. Uh, fuck, what was the name of it? Now it's a Netflix it. movie. It was a Netflix show. It was like a. It's like basically like I don't know. It's like six or eight episodes, not very long, and it's the same concept. And it was actually pretty good. But it's the oh, same, you're talking about with the, it's it's with the it's with the girl from American Pie, the uh, the curly Jewish girl uh, who's like the um, the more advanced one. She's the one, right? Yeah, but I'm trying to remember the fucking name of it. Um, well, here you go on about Palm Springs. I'll look that up. Okay, so yeah, I'll look that up because I can't remember the name of it now. It's like a net. It's like it's it's yeah. It was a Netflix show like Groundhog Day. Oh, I, uh, yeah, I know. Good. Okay. Yeah. So uh, Palm Springs, I just think it was, uh, I actually, I, I was telling you when we talked the first time before we, when we kind of tasked ourselves with watching these movies, I was like, I like Andy Samberg, but I like him in small doses. I think it works for something like Brooklyn nine, nine, but his humor, I feel like could get a little um, annoying if I was with him for like an hour and a half, two hours. But I actually have to say that he wasn't annoying at all. I thought he was like very sub like, very reserved and actually like it felt like he was actually acting and it felt like he was actually like a character it didn't feel like he was this like he he didn't feel like he was pulling like some early adam sandler shit or even early jim carrey stuff where they were just kind of the same person in every single movie they did um no it actually felt like he was somebody else and that was nice because i was i thought it was i thought he was gonna be really obnoxious but he was actually like it was very entertaining to to watch i thought there was a lot of good um sequences when they finally get together and they're just playing around like they do that weird little dance sequence in the bar like where they dress up the same and they fucking like smash the glassware and like they just like run out of there they just crazy weird shit yeah i was like that stuff i was like there was there was some cool little montages there of like them spending time together and i liked that i think the movie tends to it started really strong i think it loses some momentum as you get past like the midpoint it starts to kind of it, it gets into the meat of like the rom-com thing yeah, which I think that kind of dragged that movie down a little bit. But overall, I thought it was entertaining and I enjoyed watching it. I mean, I didn't I didn't, I didn't dislike, you know, anything major about it. I thought it was overall pretty good. That's what I said. That's what I said was going to happen. I was like, it's a it's a really enjoyable free movie. Yeah, I thought <laughs> for being a Hulu movie, I was like, it's kind of, I mean, they did a good job with being working on a limited yeah. budget. Um, movies well shot. It's not like, oh, definitely, nothing especially wrong to have sci fi like, elements was, and things like that. Yeah. And the only thing, you know, one of the things I was thinking about though is that if the day resets, why did he ever need to go? Okay. The, the initial thing is he goes in the cave because the cave is what created the reset for him right initially but like mm -hmm. when he yeah. was hit with those arrows he crawls into the cave and is like don't come in here and i'm kind of like i was yeah. thinking about it. i was like there's really no need for him to go into the cave except for to to the plot device of getting the girl to follow after him and go in the cave too so basically you remember what they like at a certain point he's like oh there's nothing worse than dying in the icu you know what I mean? Yeah. And he's like, it's, it's basically like, you know, he's like, I'm going to get hit with these fucking arrows. And he's probably, and they also touch on the thing. He's like, you know, um, you know, having to sit there and like slowly die sucks. So he's like, I'm just going to go get this fucking rodeo started. 
You know what I mean? Sure. Uh, rather than just fucking get murdered with arrows, I'm just going to get the fuck out of here, you know? Um, no, I mean, I and- guess that makes sense. I was just thinking, I was like, really, like, he didn't need to go in the cave. He could have just, like, smashed his head into a rock or something. I don't know. Just, I just- think walking into a portal is probably way. <laughs> <laughs> You're way. <laughs> You're way too comfortable with your like, you're like, oh, I mean, why did he just like safely walk into a portal and then wake up comfortably Jump in his bed? Why didn't he just smash his face on the ground like a man? And you're like, dude, if you're getting shot with arrows, just smash your head repeatedly yeah. into a rock and start the day over like it. a man. <laughs> I'm like, that's what i like, would have done you yeah you didn't get the like why not just fucking brutally murder yourself i don't like you just walked into a portal i didn't understand that yeah. part <laughs> i would have just stood still and said shoot me in the face with the arrows <laughs> right i mean he does it later right he's like in the, like they put him in the trash can he's like just shoot me in the chest <laughs> kill me one more time yeah, that was great. Uh, the movie you were talking about earlier, though, or the show or whatever, is called Russian Doll, right? Oh, with, yeah, uh, thank you. Natasha yeah. Leone from American I, Pie fame. Uh, I thought that they did a good job with that, too. I think that they, even though it's it's really the same base concept, I think that they made that show entertaining enough. It, it I mean, I don't know if you saw the show or not, but it kind of leaves, it ends on a weird, like, kind of open-ended note. Which I guess that would allow them to do a sequel, like you know, another series if they wanted to. But uh, um, yeah, I think they have multiple seasons. Oh, really? Oh, I only knew about the one. Um, I saw something like when I was looking it up. It's like, number of seasons is one, but it started in 2019. I think that they intended for a second series or okay, season. I don't know. If Sorry, they, I don't. I didn't mean to get all about renewals or anything like that but anyways um that show also does a good job with kind of telling that that story um seeing things as being repetitious i remember when i saw groundhog day as a child i was i walked out of that movie and i was like that was kind of annoying like i thought it was a little obnoxious as a kid i mean i appreciate you didn't like that adult movie as a child you didn't like that (laughs) i appreciate the movie with adult concepts (laughs) yeah i know I didn't understand. I was like, why does this day have to reset over and over again? I was like, what's your face? Smash his head on a rock. I don't understand. Like, I mean, why isn't he just constantly (laughs) smashing his head on a rock? I don't get it. Bill Murray should have just (laughs) ate the groundhog and got the shit over with. You know what I mean? (laughs) What if that was the way he fixes it? (laughs) He just fucking tackles that fucking thing and starts just eating it ass first. And he's like, I'm not doing this again. How, (laughs) How great would that be if Bill Murray had to become the groundhog to get out of it? You know? Yeah, and then it goes um, cat- Caddyshack full circle. It's like, boop, but boop, I like boop, that boop, they, boop, and then it goes into the next movie. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's a connected universe now. It has to happen. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> MCU, you like what John, about you, Groundhog? <laughs> yeah. You like you like John Wick, dude. You like John Wick. I'm telling you, that's what's gonna hey, happen. <laughs> I do love John Wick. Dude, I don't know if you saw the news filming four and five back to back. I heard. Well, because he's old as fuck. Like he's he's like I'm not trying to Liam Neeson's this whole situ- this situation. Can we knock these out while I'm still in my fifties, please? <laughs> Liam Neeson. Oh man! Shout out to Keith. Um, all right. So uh, exactly. Um, 
All right, so you enjoyed it. You enjoyed the movie. I did. So I, I did successful. like it. I did. I think. Um, okay. I don't know if I would ever need to see the movie again, but I definitely think it's worth um, a rent slash stream. It's nothing that I want to own because I don't know if I'd like. I said I don't know if I'd watch it over and over again. But I'm glad I saw it. I think it was. I think it's worth watching, especially since it's on Hulu. If you've got Hulu, you might as well. Yeah, for sure. Uh, no, exactly. That's what I was saying. I was like, it's free. You know what I mean? And like, yeah. Uh, yeah, and it's, it's a really good free movie for sure free is relative term because you pay for hulu but you know what i mean and nobody really pays for hulu okay well, it's ridiculous. i pay for hulu can't get the one. i gotta get the one without the commercials <laughs> i can't i can't do it with commercials commercials make me fuck crazy yeah i realize I do that, that i don't one. watch commercials anymore i don't i don't have like regular tv i don't have cable and i realize that i haven't mm-hmm. seen like a proper commercial in a long time and then when i do see a commercial i'm like ah fucking hell like why am i seeing this what it's, do you do you pay like for it, youtube do i pay for youtube no i don't even what is what is this what are you talking about why would i pay for youtube <laughs> well i'm saying because you still see ads on youtube like if i'm I watching really like a YouTube that often though. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I mean, I really don't. I don't, I don't like, I very rarely go on YouTube. I should have known from the guy who's like smash his fucking head on a rock that you don't even watch, you don't watch YouTube clips or anything. Sorry, that's part of one of the cool kids. I very rarely use YouTube. I like, there's a couple, couple uh, sites I like. The, have you ever seen the uh, Pornhub? Uh, what? Pornhub? <laughs> I don't think they have ads on Pornhub. I don't know. They do um, for other porn stuff. They absolutely do for other porn. I guess you stuff. never just run out. You never run out of porn. <laughs> yeah. You're like, would you want to watch the porn before you watch porn? You're like, I guess. Kind of, I guess. Yeah. I <laughs> warm, warm up the old engine, you know. Yeah. Um. No, there's one. There is a there is a channel on YouTube that I like to watch periodically. It's called uh, Everything Wrong With, and it's like each movie. I don't know if you've ever seen this, but the guy a talks about. Of course you do. Of fucking course yeah. you do. You watch the fucking thing where you're like, "This is what's wrong with everything." And you're like, "I know, right? This is my favorite channel. I fucking hate you know, everything like, too." Everything <laughs> wrong with said movie. You know, everything wrong with Harry Potter. Everything wrong with Indiana Jones. Everything. It's Take actually pretty funny. Back. There's the nothing guy, wrong with Harry Potter. There is nothing. The guy just wrong points out Harry like the. <laughs> inconsistencies in logic on they're pretty funny sometimes he goes off about some shit it's pretty good very nitpicky yeah. i thought i was nitpicky but he's pretty bad okay um, so we both we both uh i think i would say i think you enjoyed your movie more than i enjoyed my movies i just i, I enjoyed what, it and the fact that it was going to be fodder for this i was like <laughs> oh there's a lot to talk about <laughs> yeah no Actually, I thought Color Out of Space was really cool. I enjoyed that movie also. I think it's worth a. I, I think it's worth renting and or buying the Mandy the double feature. Because <laughs> uh, I, I think it's worth streaming. I, to watch I don't but... don't listen to him. Don't smash your head on that rock. You fucking wait till it's streaming on Join something. Don't smash your. Don't head. you fucking pay movie. Don't you fucking pay money for that movie. <laughs> <laughs> Buy the double feature um, on Voodoo. Not sponsored by this podcast. Uh, so to sort of break away to break away, um, I yeah. wanted to talk about, uh, we, we started talking about umbrella Academy. Um, oh, I have an update. And, and, I have an update and, on and that. I do too. I do too. I, uh, I watched the second season, um, the whole thing. the whole thing. I watched okay. it from tabaxis. Uh, did you finish it? Yeah. I did not, but I did finish book one and two again. So, okay. which is what I yeah. said not to do. I said, watch it. And then I'd go already read, read it because you're just going to make re-read. yourself. I know you're just going to make yourself upset. That's what it was going to do. I, I know I can tell you're all, you're all you're all surly and shit. Upset. 
Yeah, you're all surly. Uh, but uh, remember, you're talking about you're like, oh man, they the fucking character design and costume design. Why did they do this? Why did they do that? My wife told me because she's you know kind of balls deep in the literary world. Uh, right. She said that when they got the rights to Umbrella Academy, they got uh, the you know the rights to the story. They didn't get the rights from the illustrator. The illustrator refused to give them the rights to use his likenesses of the characters, uh, which was in his reservation. So that's why they had to do different stuff with the characters. She was saying, she's like, I'm surprised they actually got away with as much as they did um, in the show. But that's why when you're like, why didn't they just make them look like the cool thing? It's, well, they you know, couldn't. They, they couldn't. They had to. They had to do a completely different thing because they didn't have the rights. So not well, their fault. That, like, they weren't being lazy. They were just. They had right. to do what well, it didn't bother me that they changed like the races of characters and stuff like that. Like I give two shits about that because all the characters in Umbrella Academy are just like white male female. It didn't matter that like mm-hmm. the rumor was a, a black woman and then uh, Klaus is like or not Klaus I mean, but um. I mean um, that didn't even come up before. I'm surprised. Uh, <laughs> I'm surprised this is coming out now. I can tell from the haircut. You're like, you know, I didn't care as much that they were ethnic. I was gonna... <laughs> <laughs> Look, man, I don't have any. I was hair talking about. Hot. I, I haven't had a hair costume design. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just saying I didn't. I didn't care about like the actual like the actors are. You know, pick the actors that are best for the roles. That's totally fine. I get that. Um, the thing I just didn't, I was like, why straight? I mean, I guess it makes sense now, but I, that was my a big complaint was like, why stray so far from the visual styling of the book where the book has such cool visual styling? It would be neat to see them kind of follow suit. It seems so weird to be so far removed from it. And then again, they're also well, pretty far know. removed as that story is goes to. So there's that. Well, <laughs> Okay, so um, where, how far are you into the second season? Um, like four or five episodes, something like that. Okay, so you're about like you're about like halfway through or whatever. Yeah, I'm getting there. I'm which I'm not completely in love with it. I heard that like a lot of places were a lot of I'm, reviews. I'm, I'm not at all. I was gonna say a lot of reviews were coming through, and I was kind of sitting there going like, I don't, I don't really like the pacing of the show. I feel like they're meandering. I feel like they're spending time with bullshit storylines that don't fucking matter i i'm like these are characters that were one never in the books and two they just don't matter like it's completely irrelevant her lesbian love story and all this other shit i'm like i don't who fucking cares this is like ellen page just fucking pulling shit out of her ass right now she's like i think it'd be really important for the character to have a lesbian storyline i'm like this is so irrelevant to anything she wasn't even a lesbian in the book i mean i don't know i just feel like they're they're trying to be so relevant and so like quote unquote of I mean, the I can, time. And- I can tell you I can tell you from that from that visual that you showed me of them, she was definitely a lesbian in the book. I know they didn't <laughs> write it down. She was definitely they a don't lesbian. Ever, they don't uh, ever cover her sexuality in the book. So and they did a, when you look at her, they covered it. They hey, a, absolutely covered it. In the book where she like is walking around with a thong on. Doesn't look that plain, Jane, you know. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm saying I'm not trying to look. I at don't that. want to see Ellen Page and Kong is all I'm saying. Uh, I I agree though. Yeah, the the pacing was super odd for the second season. I won't go beyond where you are, but it's like when they all leave together. Um, I was like, I don't understand. I know they all landed at different times, but they had time to be like, I'm just gonna keep coming back to this area. I figure people are gonna come here. 
that one guy in the in the thing he's like he set up a camera set up your own camera or talk to that right. guy and be like dude yeah. i'm like you know and work it out like they they had to wait for five to get there to like you know start to gather everybody together they don't get to touch on you know where you like they're not like touching on any of the the dynamics of the characters diego's an idiot now i know he wasn't like he they didn't make him like to be like a genius in the first season right but i'm like now he's like a moron like they just like they totally just make it like so character dynamics are changed it's super slow um it was just odd yeah i was like i i yeah not again i like i said i'm only about halfway through but just with the general yeah the general pacing of the show to me i'm like if you're gonna have 10 episodes then those 10 episodes need to be of quality and they need to be of of some stories that actually mean something. And to me, it feels like they're just kind of dicking around and not the story doesn't feel like it's progressing at all. And I'm like, if you you need to go the route of like stranger things or British series that this show at this point needs to be six episodes or eight episodes, a 10 episode series order makes no sense when the show can't seem to bust out enough story to make those 10 episodes matter. And I I'm just like, Oh yeah. There's like, there's literally a dance sequence. Um, it's oh. very quick of like um, Ellen Page. And um, I don't know the actress's name for Allison. Um, and uh, and then whoever Klaus's act, the actor name is for him. Um, okay. Uh, the three of them are like dancing in that salon that Allison works in. Uh, and it's oh, good. quick. I mean, it's not long, long. It's like a, right. a minute or two or something like that. It's like a little dancey montage where they're like, you yeah. know, kind of like trading faces kind of a thing. Okay. And um, it's just like, what the fuck? <laughs> I was like, I was like, dude, you like, really were like, yo, we got to fill this thing out. <laughs> we got to yeah. fill this episode. Sounds out. like some Spider-Man <laughs> 3 bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah i don't know i just uh i was i'll watch season three because i i enjoy the characters i like the dynamics still but i'm like i just think it's gonna be one of those things where uh that season is kind of like uh you know it's it's every once in a while like what i'm hoping is that it's just gonna be the season that is not so great in a great series You know what I mean? Because well, uh, I still I still really, really like for me, like the thing that sells that whole show is uh, the the kid who plays number five like that. Right. He is he's an incredible actor because I'm like, he is the age. You know what I mean? Obviously, he's yeah. a couple years older now than what it is. But I'm like, he he was of the age when they started this filming the series. You know what I mean? Right. And I'm like, for him to have kind of that, I don't know, not a better word for it, but like the gravitas on screen, you know, like he holds his own with everybody. I think he outacts everybody. Um, right. Uh, uh, I think they make him more cartoonish uh, in the second season. Um but uh it is a graphic novel so um sure but like uh, uh but yeah i don't know like that's like my main thing that's the thing that draws me to the show is that character he's the thing that keeps sure, me yeah, coming yeah. back he is kind of the main driving force even in the books too i mean he's not the only focus obviously but the thing about the books is that they're very short they're really quick reads you can literally get through them in like 20 minutes if you want to just bust. You know what I mean? Like it takes no time to read these books. So I understand mm-hmm. that the TV show now needs to create s- some extra content to really flesh these things out. But what I realized, yeah. what I what I hadn't realized about the about the show that that was doing with the that it changed around with the books is that it basically took the stories 
of book one and two and then mixed it all together and then created a, the first season. So it took a story elements from season or from book two and book one and then put it into season season one. And now I'm noticing that they're doing that with season two is that they're taking story elements from the first two books and then kind of incorporating them into this this bigger story that they've made because they've added characters and added sequences that just straight up don't so what's exist. the so what's the what's the arc then from book one and book two like so what what's the major things from book one then so book one is it's real so even but like i would actually say this about the books is that they're very the books seem to be scattered like they don't seem to have like sometimes they seem uh i would say a little unfocused even in the in the book it's like the in like a general summary for book one is like Hargreaves dies. The, the kid, all the children get back together for a funeral. Then these mm-hmm. like robots attack this amusement park and they join up as a team to go fight them. And then um, what's Ellen pages character. Um, what's her name? Uh, Vanya. Oh, Vanya. Yeah. She is like being tracked by this cult that wants to basically get her to play this violin and like become this like super weapon. And uh, so they, so they trade Klaus out for Vanya basically. Yeah. So Vanya goes to, she goes to this meet this, this guy who's like the conductor quote unquote, quote unquote. And then they're like, join our cult. And then he bails or she bails and then tries to go reunite with the family. And the family's like, what are you doing here? You don't have any powers. Get the fuck out of here. And then she gets all sad. And then she goes back to this cult and then they do this operation on her and they turn her into the white vinyl white violin. She's got a completely white body mm-hmm. with like a, like uh, a strip down her, like her chest that like makes her kind of look like a bit of an instrument. And then when she plays mm-hmm. the violin, it like blows everybody to pieces. And so um, in the process of so she ends up becoming evil and then she kills, it's just like the, the, the first se- season two, she kills Pogo and then she like blows up the, ha- the house blows up the mansion mm-hmm. and then then the umbrella academy goes to stop her and in the process she cuts um rumor's throat and then uh Allison. yeah yeah and then they um and then she knocks pieces of the moon uh you know down to the planet but then um seance or what's his name uh, klaus uses his powers to stop that from happening <laughs> wait his name is so, seance in the book yeah that's <laughs> So in the book, they all have op, like say, different names. Um, Diego. So is far, Kraken. I'm kind of liking what the sh- I'm I'm liking what the show uh, is doing. <laughs> well, <here's laughs> a little bit more like, than the book. So, like I'll talk about like different different character notes. Is like for example, uh, Klaus. He is Seance. He actually doesn't yeah. have connection. He doesn't really connect with like um, what's the character the character that died? Uh, he doesn't have like Has a name. David. Isn't his name it's David? Like number, number five or number six or whatever his name was or I don't know. Yeah, he whatever the the kid with the tentacles. Um, he doesn't yeah, actually have any connection. <laughs> that's um, uh, he doesn't have any. He's actually the horror. <laughs> In the book, he's called the horror. Wait, why is um, he called the horror? He's the one with the octopus tentacles. He's not the kraken. No, Diego's the kraken. That doesn't make any fucking sense. He throws knives. What does that have to don't do? Don't ask me, man. I don't know. I just I gotta say I think the show is doing a little bit better with the content. <laughs> well, here's the thing. So, like for example, um, but anyway, Seance doesn't have a connection with like 
he, he doesn't connect with like any dead people. He but he can like take people over and he can float. Like he's actually got powers. Like he actually has power opposed to being like I just connect with the dead and like like the in the in the show they like had him like being picked up and carried like he could fly, you know? But it was just all a ruse. Well, um, I think his powers are slowly evolving as the show goes on. I think oh, they're kind the of alluding kind of- to yeah, they're like, I think definitely like everybody's kind of being like, oh, I have a little bit more to my power, which I got it. Okay. The very first episode, right? When they're all fucking together, Justice Leaguing it against the Russians, right? They're in the streets, everybody's shooting, and it's this cool kind of Avengers y montage. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I'm like, oh, this is fucking yes. I was like, yeah, finally, they're all going to work like in conjunction with their powers. I was like, that's really cool. Okay. Right. And you're watching the shit go down and you're like seeing like, oh, everybody's powers are getting a little bit stronger. You know what I mean? I think like they're starting to really like kind of get into it. You see Luther take a fucking rocket something in the back. Right. Right. This this dude who like in the first season loses basically a fist fight with the dude who's not super powered. I mean, like they at least like they don't say that they're super powered, but I'm like, right. uh, you know, in the, uh, the commission people and I'm like, he loses like a fist fight. You know what I mean? But then I'm like, you see him take a rocket in the back and I'm like, Oh damn. Yeah. They're evolving with their powers. He's becoming a little more Hulk like. Right? right. But then he does lose a fist fight later yeah. in the show. Like, right. I was like, dude, you like, I was like, how the fuck did you Seems take like sort of lost whatever that, that you took? Yes. But I mean, dude, there's no way you're getting knocked out or like laid yeah. out when you can take a fucking explosion to your back. I'm sorry. I know that guy's big or whatever, but I'm like, right. he's not you. You're well, a here's fucking the thing that, crazy ape thing, and you can take explosions. So this guy's this is never going to knock you about out. The show is that they're talking about these people like developing their powers, but they were extraordinary children who had powers. They were crime fighters yeah. as children. They were a team yes. as children. Like they were, and then they got weaker. A, then they got like bullshit. It doesn't really make any yeah. sense. They show them as this disjointed group, but they're disjointed because they got older and they went on their way, and they no longer were a team it was like the x-men break up and then get back together that's that's like the concept of the book slash show is that they're a team of Which super there's the, here's the crossover because ellen page was a uh, ellen page's shadow cat from the x-men oh. <laughs> that's true uh but like ellen page was the character at least in the book that she was told you have no powers. It turns out she does. It just took like a surgery and some bullshit <laughs> to make it happen. But the thing is, <laughs> what, what, what? Uh, even with number one, her pills. number one didn't look like a monkey right off the bat or a gorilla. He he was a boy who ended up yeah. getting damaged and they gave him a uh, surgery and monkey then serum. Also, yeah. Fucking monkey serum is what they gave him. Yeah. <laughs> they said, here's your monkey serum. By the way, don't worry. It stops at the neck. Do they ever say that in the? In, I don't remember if they say it in the show or not. But one of the things that uh, Hargreaves was known for was uh, like elevating or um, improving simians. Like he was, that was one of his See, things. He became. That's what I was talking about last week. That's what I was yeah. talking about last week when we were talking about this. I was like, they just pulled this fucking monkey serum out. Like he's like, oh, he's dying. Give me the fucking monkey serum. And Pilgo's like, here's the monkey serum. And you're like. <laughs> Wait, do you do, do you make monkey serums or did you just yeah. find this monkey? Like, so I was like, wait, you don't have any other technology? 
cartoons <laughs> yeah, was like, created yeah. all the intelligent monkeys <laughs> yeah i was like dude what the fuck i was like can I we get some backstory you're just like he's like give me the monkey serum get and he's alive oh, and you're like not talking about this ever again so there's something <laughs> fun that happens in the beginning of book one and two that show and it's always a flashback with the kids and the very beginning of book one is them as a team as children everybody's alive and they all have their powers and they are fighting the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> and I mean, it's it's like the craziest, like old school kind of like serial, you know, old comic book or like old X-Men or old superhero stuff where they're like, there's an evil robotic man inside the Eiffel Tower and the Eiffel Tower is a spaceship and it's attack like he's shooting at people and attacking stuff. And it's just like fun, campy, ridiculous thing that you see like in the beginning of of that book and it gives us cool i was like i really would have loved to see a sequence like this treated to show like how ridiculous this team of kids were and how they were used as the umbrella academy to stop these nefarious acts from happening and even in the beginning of the second book they're fighting a giant um sentient uh president lincoln who is like shooting lasers out of his eyes. It's like a, like the statue and he's running around like destroying yeah. the Capitol. And then rumor goes like, I heard a rumor that you were, you know, shot in the back of the head by John Wilkes Booth. And then this giant statue of John Wilkes Booth appears and then kills this kills the, <laughs> <laughs> and I mean like that shit's funny. Like it's funny, but it's ridiculous. It's over the top. But I was like, I would have loved to see these sequ sequences like recreated in some form for the show. It's like, I feel like they forgot why the books were fun or interesting. It's like, they've taken, they want to go like uh, they go, we're going to, it's almost the, the problem that, like the old the like the Christopher Nolan Batman movies have is they are like there's this character and the character is ridiculous it's the most ridiculous silly shit you could think of in your life a rich man dresses up as a i mean i love batman but his name is batman <laughs> calm it down you calm it way no, down no. If we're I taking like a hard line stance in this fucking podcast you keep his name out of your mouth. <laughs> I love Batman. I love Batman. But I mean, at the same time, I think that the problem with the Christopher Nolan movies is that they go, we want to make this real. We want to ground it. We want to put they, it on. Like, they only oh. took one shade. It's not about that's just thing, real. Like, it's like you only, you only took, you only took one shade of the character. And that's right. like and what it's they, like not and it's essentially what they're doing in this. Right. It's like you're not embracing the ridiculous shit. And it's like, that's what I think Marvel did well was they embraced the ridiculous shit while also creating a interesting storyline and creating characters that you want to watch. And I, I know it's not the easiest task in the world to, to do this, but I think that the show has gone off the deep end and made it more about social commentary than it is about these kids who have powers. And they turned it into a, like almost like a political statement. And I'm like, I don't really feel like this is what this show was supposed to be about. It's not what the books were about. I, I yeah, the know. second season like... is definitely goes uh, goes very social and like in the commentary, yeah. like especially with like being in 1960s Dallas um, and and dealing with, uh, you know, um, like black civil rights, uh, right. dealing with um, uh, gay civil rights um, yeah. with that situation, too. It's like uh, which I'm fine with, too. I think also. But I mean, like if you notice in the second season, it does get sillier. It it becomes, 
I mean, I haven't noticed that Sorry, that much. Hold on one sec. Not... Hold on one sec. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, of course, something just happened. Uh, hey, and I'm back. Sorry about that. Um, you broke. I can hear you the whole time. I know. Just uh, something came through, so like everything went away for me. Uh, uh, but what job. I was what I was saying is like I just I think that it is getting sillier in season two. Uh, I think what I have hopes for is that they're going to start to blend those shades together. I think that the season was really um, kind of your struggly growth period for the show, trying to figure out, you know, get its legs underneath it um, in kind of like a really strong opening uh, to the show. They were kind of trying to figure out, okay, what's our trajectory? Where do we go? Um, And I think they did have some elements of like, where you don't take yourself too seriously, which is what you're talking about. The Nolan Batmans is like, you're only going with the one shade. You're only painting with one brush. You know what I mean? And like, uh, and that's what the second season I think is kind of, I think opening up to is that um, it is being a little bit more serious or a little bit more silly. And I think what you're going to see is because then they have this like, um, you know, I don't know how the end of the book uh, goes, for that for like uh for the actual book book so i'm not gonna like spoil the end of the season for you but i just but i do think there's an opening to like they're the silly ones um and uh and i think we might see more of that i hope because i i do think it's i do think it's fun to do those like you know big grandiose weird shit where they're fighting abraham lincoln's and eiffel towers and all that yeah yeah like i think that that would be especially since it's when they were kids not when they're adults so you can actually change the tone you know you could you could show those sequences and be like look at the crazy shit they did as children but now they're just depressed assholes you know um but i mean the uh the the what i'll say about like without knowing how season two ends what I will say about the at least like the source material is that there's only three books and it took them an extremely long time to make a third book. So technically, even if they make a third season after that third season, they've run out of, you know, quote unquote source material. It's kind of like what happened with Game of Thrones is Game of Thrones eventually I ran out of book. Kinda, I think that's what they're hoping for, too, though, is because it, it does feel like a. Uh, it's diverged from I would actually the say source that the material in general sort of a mess anyways. And it was, I was, I thought the third book was kind of mediocre and I think it took them about 10 years to make. So, I mean, I'm like, I don't know if this was, it's called hotel oblivion. The concept behind the story is really interesting, but I don't think it was a great book. Uh, and I, I mean, maybe they can, maybe they can take that concept and make it better in in the third season i don't know but i'm just wondering i'm wondering like i said i haven't since i haven't seen the rest of season two i'll just kind of wait to see where it ends but right now as it's standing i feel like they've taken a lot of liberties with the story they've changed a lot of character motivations and connections and at the same time they've also kind of like gone off the rails of what like what the books were actually about like just one little note that again since i've only seen half but they're saying that hargreaves is the one who's supposed to be killing the president or whatever. Like that was kind of where I'm at mm-hmm. right now. Um, yeah. In the, in the comic book five is trying to stop his self from killing the president because five actually does age. You know what I mean? So five is actually the one that they're after. And he, and even five as the, the child version has to go after his older self, but not kill himself. So he's like, don't kill me. We're going to stop me. 
and doing this thing and da 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 da. So that's kind of like this the basis of the storyline for in the book at least. I don't know if that's where they're gonna. Go. I mean, again, this is just what they were where I'm at with the second season. But anyways, um, I'm I'm kind of seeing how they're gonna land that and how they're gonna end up with the the overall story. Uh, the, but like even the same thing with like I, I think I mentioned before, but Hazel and Cha Cha, like those characters aren't mm-hmm. in the book at all, and they're only in the second book, and they die off real fast. So it's like you can see that yeah. they take these characters and then they turned them into like a huge part of season one. They fleshed them out and they made them more of a character like it, Hazel and Cha-Cha in the book are just crazy murderers. They have no real motivation except for just to murder people like they go to a diner and they just straight up kill people because like the pie wasn't very good or something They're like bring me pie mm-hmm. and then they change all the whole fucking the whole place. And it's like you're going like, OK, these yeah. guys are just psychopaths, you know. But um, they took like they took these characters who really had no substance and then tried to turn them into like characters that had storylines that mattered. Um, I don't know if it mattered to me or not, like watching Hazel and Chacha have like a development. I'm like, they weren't very, you know, big in the story to begin with. So I don't know why it really matters. But it's like I said, the, the, the show's doing its own thing, which I guess is fine. I don't I guess you don't really need to retread the exact same story. It just seems that they've they've gone so far away from what the source material was. So, like I said, it's it seems like it's its own thing now. I I think I like what they did with Hazel and Cha-Cha. I think that they do a better job uh, creating a storyline with that in the first mm-hmm. one. Uh, I do agree. Like it'd be cool if there was some more kind of outlandishy stuff, but I think that they did pretty well with the first season. I know they mix up some stuff and they kind of like merge things together, but I don't know. I'll, I'll read the books myself because um, uh, I am starting to get back into more comic reading. Um, right. Uh, well, I was talking to I, you from, okay. just, from just you saying it. I'm like, I don't know. I kind of like what they did. A little bit. I mean, I don't know. I guess you have to just, I mean, you'll read the book and see, you know, judge for yourself to see like what you like more. I like the small condensed story of Umbrella Academy. I think that them telling these quick stories and having them be like to the point are fine. Like, I'm happy to go with like through five chapters and be, or like it's like six chapters and be like, okay, cool, book over. Like, I got this really fun little quick story. Um, and then turn it into like a 10 episode elongated thing i don't know if it mattered like you take two characters who have no anything to them at all and then all of a sudden you create this like massive backstory for them i don't know if that matters to me like i mean like you know like like with hazel and cha-cha i'm like you take two really psychotic murderous people and then you create like sympathetic storylines for them i'm i don't know (laughs) i don't just like they're very different they're very 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 different from the book so you know it is it is what it is but uh, like, I mean, we was reading something about this, um, about they were going to do a live action series for Netflix of Avatar Last Airbender. I wanted to talk to you about okay. this. So today. I actually did end up I'm watching so fucking mad entire series of Avatar. Um, was this your first time around? Yeah, I'd never seen it before. Uh, Lucia had me oh. watch it. She was like, oh, it's so good. We got to watch it. Yeah. So we watched it. I um, I have been an Avatar fan for so so long. Like I enjoyed I, it. Um, oh, dude, I made when I was in like I think in like 2009 um, yeah. is when I first watched the show. Okay. Um, and I, I remember watching it because uh, like it was at the time where like um, uh, my oldest, you know, Wolf, he was one. 
Right. Um, and and I was like, I started to realize I was like, I don't want to watch adult stuff around you anymore, just in case stuff's sinking in. You know what I mean? And so I was like, let me watch like some cartoony stuff. And so I started watching Avatar because I was like, oh, I never watched this when it came out. Um, and uh, and dude, I'm like, I fucking loved it. Showed it right. to the wife. And she doesn't necessarily watch a lot of cartoons or anything like that. She fucking loved it. Um, and I was like, oh, man, it's so good. And then like uh, a year or two later, like the movie comes out and <laughs> the the Shyamalan joint, right? Shyamalan classic. And man, oh, man, that really fucking put a real damper on the mood, right? I so heard like, it was pretty f- bad. It's fucking. I never, I never saw I mean, it. I, I wouldn't even. Don't don't ever watch it. I mean, it's not even like a watch. Like, no, don't don't watch it. It's not worth your time. It's not, especially like if you have any if you have any if you have any modicum of respect for the show. If you're like, if Mm. you liked it even a little bit, if you watch that shit, you're gonna get so mad at Shyamalan's. You're gonna get you're gonna be like, dude, fuck you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I'm like that. They try to condense the 20 episodes of the first season into one movie and i was like that's never gonna happen and that's why the whole the whole movie is the whole movie is so rushed no because they're planning on a trilogy because the avatar is book one book one two and three right Uh, and so the first the first season is book one then it's book two then it's book three and so they were doing each of the books was going to be a movie but i'm like unless you do like a three-hour movie and you really put some effort into writing the structure of it there's a lot of stuff going on you know i mean there's a lot of character development there's a lot of characters a lot of tertiary characters who are kind of throw-offs but also have a lot to do with the character arcs of the main characters and so i'm like it's just you just can't do that and so when they made the uh, even at so at the time uh i tried to sit down with the wife and i was like dude i i almost wanted to reboot the live action version of it right away. So like I uh, myself and a friend of mine, we started uh, writing stuff, uh, trying to develop uh, in the same world, um, but kind of a different avenue for it, which I still think is a better way to do it. So I'm not going to say it out loud, uh, but the um, <laughs> but the um, tell me your secrets, the, the, the live action thing. I was like, it just was really fucking sad. So then they bring out Legend of Korra. Which right. is like the the follow up series, which I also love, Legend of Korra, which is um, officially on Netflix as of today. By the way, yes, uh, yeah. which um, yeah, which I feel like as we get to the next point is the uh, is so fucked up um, is that <laughs> they finally decide that we're going to do a live action thing, and I was like, "Fucking, are you serious?" I was like, "Netflix doing a live action thing?" Then they go, "Oh, the creators are on board for this." They are the showrunners. Right, right. They're it's going to be their vision for thing. And I was like, "Oh, that's fucking awesome!" I was like, yeah. "Okay, this could be really, this could be really fucking cool." Um, and then, yeah, just a couple of days ago, I see the news. They're like, "We're fucking out." You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And mm-hmm. and Netflix is like, "We're still going." Um, and I was like, "Son <laughs> of a bitch!" <laughs> And I was well, like, and I was like, I, I already know Netflix is a cunt because uh, <laughs> my mother, my mother, and like, do you know that you know the show uh, Raising Dion? I, I've heard the name before. I don't know the show though. Okay, so there's, there's a show. It was a, it was like a tiny comic thing, and then they took it and ran with it. But originally, um, it was like Michael B. Jordan uh, was kind of trying to quarterback the concept through Netflix or whatever, 
and my mother-in-law was on board to do the show and the show was going to be kind of a darker tone um and and they had kind of a cooler avenue for it but what happens with netflix is netflix is like they so many people are like oh dude netflix is great they give you little notes and the notes actually work and blah 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 and i was like they're drinking the kool-aid because i've seen how netflix acts and they're a piece of shit um and uh they totally fucking derailed that show then but still went ahead with the show with just different people running it and that show is trash that show is an awful trashy show and they made it it's super kitty even though some of the stuff i'm like should feel more adult you know what i mean and it's just not weird uh and so when i see this happening with netflix uh, with the airbender thing and then the creators going like you know it still could be good but it's just let just know that's not our vision for this sure, sure, and, sure. and i was like that's how you know it's gonna be trash and i was like they're doing it to us again and so now as they walk away it's like getting divorced but the step parent got your kids you know what I mean? I was like, so they walk away and they're like, hey, guess what? We got your live action show that you were super excited about. And right. we have your baby and your second baby. And they're ours now. And you're going to well, watch us. Step Stepdad's taking the helm. He, I had a question. I was talking to Lucia about it this morning, actually, because she was the one who 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 had me watch Avatar. And mm-hmm. she was telling me how great it was. And I was kind of like, all right, I don't Nickelodeon show, whatever the fuck. Um, and I watched it and I enjoyed it. I was like, I didn't, I wasn't, I don't think I was like massively blown away by it, but I thought it was a well-made show. I was entertained by it and I thought it was a good series. Um, the, what I was thinking about was, okay, when you take this, you're taking something that's already been done and now you're going to turn it into Mm -hmm. a live action thing. Are you going to tell the same story over again? Or would it be more prudent to say, let's tell a story about a different avatar, a different time, and let's just do something else, right? Like, yeah, okay. That's ex- but- okay. That's exactly what I wanted to do when I was writing the concept, as I was like, we're not in the same, we're in the same universe, same right. world, but we're in a different time and different avatar, which sure. is what, like, Legend of Korra was great, because I was like, they didn't try to tell old Aang, like, they go back and they hey they touch on some stuff but it's a new story the world is what's so good about that show so the creators they sat down and they made that world they like spent like two weeks creating lore religion uh the the dynamics of the world and all that stuff and which is hard to do it's like usually when you're world building uh which i've been trying to i've been reading a lot of stuff about like for my own writing stuff right now Right. It's like it's hard. It's like it's very easy to get caught up in the world building thing and let it detract you from writing storyline. Um, and what they did successfully was they created a world and then they serviced the world with a story, uh, sure. which most of the time you kind of go in the opposite direction. Um, and I think that's why the world is so great. That's why you can work within it. Is like you you basically created your universe to work within, and you can write so many stories. It's like the Star sure. Wars universe, you know. Well, I mean, the reason why Rogue One is amazing is I mean, because you I, it's in that world already. I don't know. Maybe this is going to sound like a far stretch, but that's what made The Wire so good. I don't know if you've ever seen The Wire, but I yeah, mean, yeah. That, that's what's so great about that show is that even the creator says it. He's like, it's not about the people. It's about the city. So it's like mm-hmm. the city is the story. Because eventually like, the world the world is a character. Like that's the right. thing. Is like, and, that's uh, a, and that's the thing. He's not telling all these much different anything else. Right. But that's a, that's what made that show so amazing was that like you have these characters who are front and center for like season one and then they're not even to be seen like in season two almost at all. And you're going like, that's weird. Like why would the show... It was very un 
like any other show to do that, where you're like, we're going to take our main characters and season two, they're not even really going to be part of it at all. You'll see them in the background or they'll come in for like a, a half a minute and everything. You're like, that's fucking strange. You know, that's very, very, and but yeah. I mean, like that's, I mean, that's the thing is like you create a good space, like a great, a great world to work. I mean, I think that's why you can do so many things in star Wars or star Trek or anything that has a broader world because you can tell a bunch of stories about different characters and you don't have to have that same, you don't have to have the same, you don't have to have James T Kirk in every single season of star Trek to be able to tell star Trek, star Trek stories. And um, I guess that would make sense if they were going to do that for a live action avatar thing is why, why tell the story of Aang and that shit again, you've already seen it. It's like, what are they going to do to it for live action? That's going to be so substantially better that i mean not that they've said that this is what the show was going to be about but it's just i'm i was making the assumption that well it was supposed to be it was supposed to be like a reimagining of the story of ang right and i think that the the reason it held promise is it wasn't somebody else doing it you had the original guys doing it so if they had ideas and like oh man i wish we would have done this or i wish we would have gone this way with it you know what i mean yeah, like so that's the thing is like uh I think that's why it was interesting and conceptually it could have been really cool is because it was those guys going like, Hey, if there was anything we forgot to do, we can kind of do it in a slightly different aspect, but you know it's the same people behind the wheel and that they're gonna and it's like it's not the same thing as like the matrix, you know what I mean? Where like there's like a weird convoluted aspect of like who created it. So when they went yeah. on with the movies, it was like you're like, yeah, it's still the Wachowskis, but I'm like, you have that there's a big night and day difference between the concepts and how they play things out. With this, it is the people. These are the architects of the thing. They're the reason why uh, you know, Avatar's so good, why Korra's so good. Um, and so that's why I was like, oh, the live action thing is going to be great. You know what I mean? And it's, uh, it's going to be kind of a different telling of the same story, but I'm into it. I'm, I was way more open to it. Now I think it's just going to be fucking hot trash most likely. Um, and, uh, it's just, but it's what Netflix does. Netflix is just fucking Galactus, bro. They're just going around fucking consuming worlds and they don't I give a that, shit what happens. You know what I, I mean? I feel like that's sort of the same story you get with any big corporate thing of any kind, like, especially in film, you hear so many stories about how DC or Marvel or any of the, or Disney derailed some director's vision because it was like, they were like, no, no, we're doing this. And they were like, well, I thought I had creative control. And they're like, well, you do, but you also don't. You know, I think that that's like, I think that you, you, there's a lot of combativeness with studios because the studios are putting all the money in and there's somebody who goes, oh, maybe this would be the best idea, even though I'm not in charge of the project. You know, it's like, there's a lot of that interference that you get. I mean, you hear that all the time. Any movie that's ever getting made, you always hear, especially when they're in like bigger studio stuff, you always hear about the studio interfering with the project almost every single time. And then you go, man, it was a struggle yeah. to get this movie made. It was a struggle to do this or struggle to do that. And it sounds like there's a constant pushback all the time from people. I mean, but then you get other stories where the, the director's like, no, I had every, everything I wanted happened, you know? But I mean, that just seems, that yeah. story seems less told, you know, than the, uh, than the studio fucked my, fucked up my movie, you know? <laughs> usually what yeah, you hear. Yeah, it definitely is more often than not. Yeah, it's the, it's the executives who don't know shit about creating anything, get in the way and fuck everything up. Right. Um, um, so, I mean, yeah, either I way, don't know. I, 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 I hope, I hope that, I mean, Part of it's weird. I hope it's great. 
but yeah. I also kind of hope it's trash because then you can be like, yeah, fuck you, Netflix. You I was going to say, long story short, uh, where you're getting an Avatar series. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you're also getting four Avatar movies that have blue people yeah. in it, completely different. Um, so, uh, I want to get into our uh, our recommendations if you yeah, want to good, um, good call. If you want to book in this thing. Uh, yeah, 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 our, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, Let's go. We get it. We get it. We'll get a plan for next week here. Let's get on. Yeah. So um, I'm going to I have a couple of movies uh, and hopefully you haven't seen one of them. Uh, one of them is uh, it's kind of a gore crime thriller. I want to I kind of yeah. want to I want to make a little point is that I'm totally fine if I've seen the movie because I think that it comes down to, I don't care. I like, I really don't care if you've seen it or not. Like if you haven't seen it in a while, that's fine or whatever, unless you just watched it two days ago, but I feel like it'll be relevant no matter what it's fine. If I've seen it, I'll do a rewatch. I don't really care. Okay. So the movie is called Becky. Have you heard of it? Becky? Yeah. You said Becky. No, I have not. Yeah. Is that the, is that the Becky? Fantastic. From it, it is. She goes on a murderous rampage. No, I was kidding. Uh, she's like, fuck you, John. I'm just like, no. Uh, no, she like. My mom's dead. I got it. No, no, dude. Uh, so uh, it has Kevin James. Kevin oh, James is not no. the titular character. No. Uh, but it is not. I have a rule. No funny. Kevin James. Dude, he's Kevin James. Kevin, Kevin James is not Kevin James in this movie. Kevin James looks like you in this movie and uh acts like you should act yeah um it's crazy uh you have to watch this movie it's insane it also has the same guy who beats the shit out of luther in the umbrella academy is kevin james's like main henchman guy uh in this movie but i have um i don't want to give you a bunch of stuff about it but you I, i absolutely recommend this movie the movie is crazy like uh, it's it's few, right up it's right up your it's right up your alley. There's only a few um, actors I despise in Hollywood, and Kevin James happens. Trust to be me, one. trust me. It's not. This is not. I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. Kevin James. This <sighs> is Aryan prison leader, serious like scary Kevin James. It's okay. good. It's good. Uh, you're gonna, yeah. So Becky. Um, uh, I, I forgot how I came, uh, came around to it. I think, um, I was listening to like Douglas movies or something like that. And I think he maybe had the director or something like that on, um, the movies, the movie's really good. It's uh, it's very actiony. It's kind of like, um, I would say it's almost like a dramatic reimagining of a uh, home alone, uh, in, in a just, different aspect. Everything you're saying to me is terrible. No, no, no. You're going to like it. You're going to like it. I think you're going to you're going to like the way you look. It's men's warehouse. Um, I guarantee it. <laughs> I guarantee it. Mm-hmm. Uh, no. Yeah. So I would say that. Yes. You need to watch Becky. OK, that's. <sighs> God damn it. All right. You're going to like it. You know what's what going to be going to be a through line. I'll, I'm going to save it for next week. <laughs> Is this a, okay? Wait, hold on. Tell me right now. And for the audience, is Becky available through a service, or do I have to rent it? Uh, our podcast brought to you by Voodoo. You can find Becky on Voodoo.com. Um, no, it is a it's a purchasey movie. I think I bought it for like six bucks or something like that. But I don't want to buy it. I don't want to own it. I want to rent it. 
Uh, I think it's the same. I think it's one of those ones where it's like it's like five ninety nine to rent or buy, and you're like, I guess I just oh. own it. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think that's uh, I think that's what happened with it. Okay, have to look it up. It's good. I'm telling you, it's good. You're gonna like it. It's a fun movie. But I don't like Kevin James. I'm gonna say it right now. He's gonna he's gonna ruin it for me. Just seeing his fucking dumb face make me angry. <laughs> I'm gonna wait. Oh my god, wait. I, okay, so you uh, now you your turn. What's what's my movie? Okay, so we were having I was having a conversation the other day about what do you think? And it's a tough one. Is that like generally in any kind of remake form, remakes of movies or like cover songs? tend to be bad and i was trying to think i was like mm-hmm. what what do you think like the best remake is ever made like of any film and it was i was trying to go through the list and i was trying to think to myself I was like what's the best one like what the what italian got- job Ooh. <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> but i was trying to think to myself I was like what that was and then uh the other day was, i think this movie just had its little anniversary too but i was thinking it was a toss-up for me between john carpenter's the thing and between invasion of the body snatchers from 1978 and i love both of those movies so but i was thinking i was like i think that the thing john carpenter's the thing is probably the best remake of any film ever so I was going to say, and I think, like I said, I think it just had its anniversary too. So I think that we're going to have to watch the thing. Okay. So you want me to watch John Carpenter's, um, the thing. Now, have you seen it? Um, a long time ago. Okay. You're talking about well, the old gonna, movie, right? It's going to be a wild ride. Some of the best monster um, effects ever in any movie ever. uh john carpenter what uh let me see what year this was i was actually gonna like uh i was i was gonna say we should watch uh they live uh i was like thinking about it, but i was like ah, i'm gonna watch something more like uh contemporary okay so we're talking about the 1982 classic horror sci-fi john carpenter's the thing that's right okay um i i've been tasked i will watch that I do not and, believe uh, any services right now, so I think you probably have to rent it. But that's fine. Yeah, but it is. Uh, money is money is no issue for me. <laughs> I pooped a hundred dollars earlier. <laughs> yeah, I'll just get some of my uh, one dollar bill toilet paper we talked about last week. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, all right, so we got our movies for next week. Do you have? Any closing comments? Do you have what are you uh, what are you playing right now? What is a what's your what's your current game? Um, it's called myself. Uh, okay. I play with it. You're playing with yourself every night. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you play with yourself. Uh, no, you can't I like more kids. <laughs> you can. You just aim somewhere else and just aim at her. And I was like, hopefully oh, someone will just fall into a it'll oh. into a crevasse. So she constantly, um, has that, constantly has that funnel in her. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> um so uh I've just been I've just been playing um uh Far Cry 5 still. I like okay. I put in like um since you um uh, we didn't make our date yesterday. Um uh I decided to just play Far Cry 5 for 
a few hours or whatever. Okay. Um, just, just, just been playing that some more. Um, but I'm like, it's not really too much to report on it because I'm like, I kind of like diverge from the storyline for quite a bit of it because it's so open world. You just do a bunch right, of like right. random stuff. I was really excited. I just got a, a fucking mountain lion as my buddy now. Nice. Um, and so I can like stick this mountain lion on people, which is which is fun. Uh, and then uh, the new character I'm about to play with is my little sidekick is a broken female who's an archer um, who saw... Uh, a bunch of children eat their parents uh, when oh, they were young by this Montana cult. So I'm about to rescue this broken lady is what's going nice. on. Yep. Nice. All right. She's, well, uh... she's like a daddy, daddy issues Legolas. <laughs> I like it. It's good. Uh... <laughs> right on. But yeah, other than that, other than that, just, you know, shooting people in cod. Good. Um, if you have you played the other Far Cry games, uh, I played Far Cry three, four, and five. I okay. didn't play Primal, and I didn't. Oh, you know what? There's a fun one. Like I think you might really like. Um, uh, Blood Dragon Far Cry. Th- yes. Did you yeah, play? I, that's the one I from Far Cry three. I do have Blood Dragon. Okay. Yeah, because that's the um, uh, what's his name, Michael Rooker. Yes, I think. No, no, no. Is, um, is the Michael Bryan? No, no. It's uh, it is it, it's it's Michael Rooker from uh, uh, Mallrats, which is going to keep coming up every time we talk. I like Michael Rooker, but I thought it was Michael Bryan from uh, Terminator and Alien and Aliens. No, no, dude, it's totally Michael Rooker. Are you sure? I uh, I'm, Michael I'm Bynes almost positive action star Michael Rooker not so much. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm telling you the the voice for the Blood Dragon dude is Michael Rooker. Fucking look it up now, god damn it! <laughs> but why did you why did you ask if I had played the other Far Cries? I was just curious of what you think. I was actually curious of because I've played the only Far Cry I've played is Blood Dragon. Um, mm-hmm what would you say is your favorite far cry 3 for sure i played a bit of blood dragon um it's like it's all the same engine so it's working off all the same stuff you know what i mean mhm um but yeah i like um oh my god are you right about this why would i be wrong <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. That's so funny. But I swear to God that Michael Rooker was the voice. No. Why did I think Michael Rooker was the voice? I don't, I don't know. Um, you know what's funny? Um, I uh, This guy used to be my neighbor. Michael Bine? Yeah. yeah. Um, I, uh, dude, I... <laughs> forget i forget what i did so funny I'm lo- i was uh this oh is, yeah it is it, it is michael Bynes. um but so i was uh in like 2010 michael Bynes was my neighbor i used to live in a um i don't know if i should like blow up his spot or not i don't think it really matters um i lived in tahunga village in los angeles at the time and he also lived in that area mm-hmm. um but i mean like a bunch a bunch of people lived there i'm like also like one of my neighbors was also um uh what's fucking negan from walking dead that oh, actor yeah, has okay. been in like everything yeah he lived right next to me too so like i would you know see uh some random people but i'm like walking my dog uh one day and 
and I see him and I was like, fucking know that guy. (laughs) And I don't even go to like movies or anything like that. I'm just going like, dude, fucking know this guy. And so, and so I'm like, um, I'm like thinking to myself, I was like, how do I know this guy? And I was like, oh fuck, he's an actor. And then, um, I, dude, what's hilarious is like you think about all the things that he's done. Like he was killing the game in like eighties, nineties, right? Yeah. Uh, Navy Seals, right? The Rock. Yeah. This man has been in so many stuff, but obviously like the main, the Terminator, right? right. I'm like, dude, I didn't even like Terminator, Aliens, Abyss. Nope. Tombstone. Nope. I go, holy fucking shit. Weren't you in Planet Terror? <laughs> and he's also like, good. And, he, and he's like, and he's like, uh, he's like, yeah, yeah, I was. And I was like, I was like, oh man, dude, I, I was like, uh, I love that shit. That was great, dude. And like, he's like, oh, thanks so much, blah blah blah. And I was like, oh, that's so cool that you live here. He's like, yeah, man. And he was just doing like random shit in his garage, you know, just living regular life. I swear to God, dude, I'm like, it would have been worse if I was like, dude, weren't you in Scorpion King 4? <laughs> like, was he? <laughs> he was. actually in that? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so, so like, there's just, so, just so many things. I'd be like, huh. dude, weren't you in Mojave Moon? <laughs> He's like, God. <laughs> you're just pulling up his IMDb page and you're just like, huh, weren't you in that? <laughs> No, I love him. He's great. Seventy-eight yeah. coach. Yeah, he's so <laughs> good. <sighs> Dude, yeah, it was. Um, it was pretty funny. Yeah, I felt like afterwards, I was like, "Oh fuck, he's from Terminator." <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Dude, Planet Terror, right?" That's when I no, met. I think a, it was like a. I think it was like a TV show or something. I might have even. It was when I met Justin Long. I met him in a. I met him in Santa Barbara. And I walked up to him and I was like, hey, aren't you Justin Long? And he looked at me like I knew him. Like he was like, yeah. He's like, what's up? And I'm like, oh, you were cool and die hard. And he goes, uh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, are you done with the pool table? He's like, yeah. <laughs> it was funny. You're like, hey, die hard was cool. Get the fuck out of here. Huh? Yeah, I was like, now leave. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking beat it, nerd. <laughs> You know Bruce Willis, bitch. You know Bruce Willis. <laughs> God, why can't I think of what's the uh, like his like one of his first movies? The uh, um, Jeepers Creepers. Uh, no, 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 not Jeepers Creepers. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. Um, no, 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 not Jeepers Creepers. The uh, the Star Trek parody movie, Galaxy Quest. Yes, That's he great was one. great in Galaxy Quest. Yeah, yeah, that would actually, have been. I think. I think you would have earned more favor if you were like, dude, Galaxy Quest. I actually shit. just watched a Galaxy <laughs> Quest documentary. It was like this whole thing about like how the movie got going and like how oh, it, all, it was pretty cool. Yeah, it was done. It was. I think it was done by Screen Junkies. Oh, really? Yeah, it's actually. I think. Uh, it's, um, yeah, the guys who do like honest trailers and all that stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's available uh, to stream via Amazon Prime. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was. I'm fairly certain it was uh, it was them who did it. Uh, yeah, it was entertaining. It was well done. I, I was glad to like actually see some interviews. The only thing it was like the whole thing was just sad. It was like Alan Rickman is dead, and you're like, oh, <laughs> that's a fucking. Yeah. But uh, no, it was good. It was a good one. I recommend checking that out. Actually, it's a, if you if you like Galaxy Quest, it's a fun little dog. It's like an hour and a half long. It's like pretty solid. But uh, 
Yeah, if you don't have any other uh, general recommendations, I think that we've uh, we've filled our time completely. It's been a it's been a solid uh, first official episode. Uh, this is yeah. I think we can wrap. I think we can wrap it up. Okay. Yeah. So, anyways, this is long walks and robots, a uh, movie club slash discussion of all things in pop culture. I am Ryan Lance, and my co-host is Shane Black, and we will catch you next week. We're gonna put. I think as we haven't uh, since it's the first episode, nothing's been uploaded yet. But uh, the plan is to get it on all of the uh, podcast services, and uh, we're getting everything put together. So. Hopefully that'll be uh, on its way soon. Um, you can catch these episodes, hopefully on all the streaming services, and then also on uh, rclvoice.com. Thanks for uh, thanks for listening to us talk about nothing. Yeah. Bye.